Hello again, everybody. This is part two of the World Series recap. I am your host, Felipe Melisio. You're listening to the Total Basis Podcast, and with me is Melvin Lopez. Melvin, what how up? Are you doing Suplex this? City, bitch. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had to say at least once, but I, I was not expecting it. That, that, that's what makes it funny. So, yeah, for those who don't know, uh, I think Austin might have mentioned that already. Uh, Oh, he mentioned it on the on his uh, Thursday show from a week ago. But uh, Melvin was part of the Total Basis Podcast Fantasy Baseball League that we ran on ESPN. The Austin was in it. Angel was in it. All your favorite uh, uh, Total Basis Basis Podcast characters, and uh, that was his thing. Was that he wanted to be Brock Lesnar? So I, I'll be your Kane Velasquez then. And <laughs> sure enough, you know, I won the championship. And I and see if you're bringing up old stuff, I have to bring it up too. I won the championship, <laughs> fantasy league championship, and I am. Uh, I forgot. I keep forgetting to order my trophy. So it's been a very successful um, fantasy season for me this year. Well. Well, nah, I'll, I'll take my wins wherever I can get them, right? So, but uh, in we were talking about game three before my internet fizzled out, Melvin, and uh, we were kind of talking about how uh, everybody um, praising Dusty Baker for leaving Lance McCullers in, and after looking at the box score, I'm thinking, oh, maybe he should have left them out when they went when they were down four nothing after two innings, and then you bring in Jose Arquiti, he's good for five innings, he's a starting pitcher as well, right. uh, and Austin was kind of disagreeing with me, but. I figured, you know what? I, I just love Jose Arquiti so much. I think he's just, uh, I think he would, he, he would have done wonders for that. But at any rate, they, they left McCullers out there. Phillies went two to one. We uh, sung the praises of Ranger Suarez, who had a, who's had a hell of a playoff series this oh, year. Definitely. Yeah. So we talked about him in previous shows. So let's talk about the unsung heroes of this game. I guess uh, David Hensley. Uh, do you know what win probability added is first and foremost? I do. Yes, okay, so he's <laughs> he's the highest uh, WPA in Game Three for wow. the Philly, uh, for the Astros, for the Astros, for the Astros. For the Astros uh, yeah. David Hensley, uh, he had one hit and three at bats and two strikeouts. So uh, wow. that's how low the bar has been set. Uh, otherwise, everybody went uh, negative in WPA. Oh, yeah. Obviously, Jose Altuve at negative zero point zero six four total team effort in that loss. So let's go over to the Phillies and again Bryce Harper. Magnificent series. I mean, what can you say about Bryce Harper that hasn't been said already? Well, I mean, it's just this this was every every single thing that we heard eight or nine years ago about this dude being overrated has <laughs> has been like it's it, 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 we still got people thinking that Bryce Harper is overrated. As laughable as that sentence sounds, a two-time MVP in a span of seven years, um, it's not overrated. It's he he is not an overrated uh player. Um, he, 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 he's done what he was brought to Philly to do yeah. and with this team and, and he did it on one shoulder. He did a DH in like the last half of the year, he was mostly DHing. Yep. And still, this is the kind of player he is as analytics driven as we are these days, Bryce Harper on one shoulder <laughs> took you to the world series better than someone else could have on two. This, this, so that's about all you can say about this dude, especially this year. It's quite remarkable the run he's had and proving that once again, he is as good as advertising. Like you mentioned it, not just when he was brought into Philly, but when he got called up by the Nationals at a very young age. Remember that? Yeah, uh, 19 and, with the Mohawk. I remember that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he uh, he, he gets uh, that reputation for being cocky and this, that, and the other. I mean, he's basically uh suplex city of baseball. So he, you know what? He was a 19-year-old kid. And like. 
I get a lot a lot of times you'd be like, oh, that young player is cocky. That young player is cocky. Yeah, I mean, show me a 19-year-old that gets thrown 40 million bucks and tell me that's not gonna at least elevate him a little bit. Come on. I mean, you, you gotta be patient, especially with these kids that come up, with these these prodigies that come up. You, you gotta be a little patient with them, you know, because they they I mean, this kid was in the in the in the cover of Sports Illustrated at age 16. Imagine being in that high school. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I mean, you got to be a little patient. I have the, if, he were, if he were still acting that way at 30, I'd be like, come on, man. I mean, no, there's he, only room for one Barry Bonds around here. He's but calmed down on. a little bit. He's calmed I mean, down as he's as he's been aging. So as uh, he's been, I mean, and it happens to all of us, you know, but yeah. I mean, I, I I mean, him cursing out an umpire. Yeah, that was a little I had to. Say, uh, well, everybody, <laughs> Joey mean, Bottle but, still does that. So it's, right, it's OK. But I mean, you got to be patient with these kids, you know, then when they come up and here I am calling a 30 year old married man with a beard, a kid. Uh, but <laughs> when they were 19, 20 years old, those are the only the only thing you can say about him. And he did learn how to play. I remember when I was uh, when when he was coming up 2012, 2013, I was like, I, I used to tell people 2013, 2014, this kid gets hurt a lot and he needs to learn to stop banging into the wall all the time. He yeah, was always right. playing like his hair was on fire. That's OK, but not at the expense of your health. And I am glad that he wised up. Yeah, and because the, on the opposite side, it's funny you mentioned that, Melvin. Sorry to cut you up, but I have yeah, to well, I have to mention it. It has to be mentioned because along with getting criticized for playing too hard, he's also been criticized for uh, waffling it out there, for not trying hard enough. This guy can't win. Right. You, you can't win because in 2013, 2014, I remember people were talking about, is this kid, are we going to give this kid a nine, 10 year extension? Because he was one of the first names that came out there on, on these People were starting to move on from these uh, from these ten year contracts to to twenty eight year old guys, mm-hmm. and people were starting to talk about seven to eight year extensions to these kids, and people were talking about Bryce Harper just needs to learn how to play, and not play like like his hair is on fire banging on the wall all the time because he's just gonna get hurt all the time. So and he did, now man. that he has learned to harness all that energy and all that. Then people, ah, he's lollygag. It's not that people. It's just sometimes you got to protect yourself. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, but sometimes you got to protect your investment. So it's not lollygagging to the extent that some people want to make it out to be. But great season for Bryce Harper. He did yeah. it mostly on a shoulder and a half. DH in most. Uh, was it a shoulder? I thought it was an elbow. I thought he. he... I, 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 it's a limb. It's an elbow, yeah. My it's bad. a limb, elbows, knees, and it's toes. An knees and it's, toes it's, right? it's, it's something that prevent. It's an elbow, yeah, because he, he couldn't throw from right field. Yeah, that's so. why. That's why he was uh, DHing, and thank yeah, God for the DH. He just couldn't throw, yeah. yeah um, and- but I mean, it, he did it in one and a half lows. So whatever it was, elbow, knee, head, shoulder, toe, um, <clears throat> and it was a great season. Uh, Castellanos never never got started. Never got the offensive pull, so he pretty much had, had more weight on that injured limb. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, he had help in this postseason. Kyle Schwarber had a big game. Alec Bohm had a big game. Even Brandon yeah. Marsh, who um, I don't know. Every time I look at Brandon Marsh, he's doing something goofy out there. But he had a hell of a game three as well. We uh, game up. three. They, they were they were lining up on game three. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they, they won a blowout. And of course, for the Astros, the pitcher, Jose Arquiti, I just mentioned that in the previous episode. And now I'm mentioning it with you four strikeouts and three innings pitch and mop up duty. Uh, I thought he did great. I always like those. I. I Name me an Astros pitcher, any Astros pitcher, and I will fawn over them because they are that well, damn you good. Know what? And we're, we're about to talk about another one here oh, soon. Pretty I'm pretty soon. sure on game four. Yeah, well, uh, let's, when, when we move on. 
Let's move uh, over to game four. Other than that, I mean, we talked about Ranger Suarez already uh, in previous episodes, and he's just been a, a pretty damn good pitcher for the Phillies um, oh yeah, in this postseason. And he was – he's you look, as long as – if you're going to locate low and away, down and in, you're going to have a job and in, in the world in, – in Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. You can be throwing 89 <laughs> under fastball, and as laughable as that sounds, if you can locate consistently low and away and down and in, not up, because if you miss up at 89 – that ball's going to end up somewhere down and low and away down and in. If you can locate, you're going to have a job. And Ranger Suarez was locating that day. <laughs> he was, he was, he was painting them corners. He was like mm-hmm. Tom Glab and Greg Maddox style out there. You know, he was painting those corners. He was doing great. So I'll give you a better name. That's more appropriate. He was Marco Gonzalez out there. Marco, uh, the lefty, Marco the lefty out of, the, the, out of yeah, Seattle. The yeah. 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 Seattle. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, great, great season. Great, great show by uh, Ranger Suarez on, on, yeah. on game three, for sure. Quick shout outs to Angel Morales again, joining us this morning and this afternoon. So I appreciate the support there. Uh, Ricky, no, the uh, White Sox a- fan. Angels, Angel, uh, the, the, I'm, I'm making a little parenthesis here. The, the uh-huh. Puerto Rican baseball uh, winter league season started today. Leone de Ponce, they're coming back. So your Criollos are going down, bro. Aha. Oh boy. I can't wait to see that rivalry going. Okay. Okay. Uh, and Chris, my buddy here in the Northwest suburbs of Chicago, he is also tuning in for a little bit. Uh, Ricky does have a question. The White Sox fan, he does have a question. Why didn't they bat Harper second or third in the series? And I don't know. I read some of the comments from the Philly fans and it sounds like the Phillies players just preferred it that way, but I don't know, man, that's your best player. He's smoking the ball i would have been okay him hitting second or third i know kyle schrober at the top of the order as well uh doesn't do you wonders but and and it you know creates an unbalanced lineup from all the lefty bats but i don't know man i'm sorry your best hitter should be getting more plate appearances and not wait until the fourth uh uh, hitting fourth and waiting because it's an eternity when you're after those first three to me at least i don't know about you guys but to me after those first three spots in the lineup Fourth, fifth, and sixth might as well be an eternity away from getting your next appearance. Uh, what do you think about that, there, Melvin? I, I think so. I I, I think Bar- your best hitter hits second. That's statistically your best hitter should hit second. That you want those guys to get a lot of a lot of abs, and that I think that played on a little bit on game six. But we're we're still in game three. Well, game because- four. Now we're in game four. Oh, we're in game four because yeah. a lot of people talk about, oh, well, you brought Alvarado in too early, but it was the sixth inning. The dude was going to get brought. He was going to get to see Alvarez eventually. So, but yeah. it's because we're Alvarez where we were out in the lineup. Yes. The line that where we are in the lineup plays a huge role on how you play these players and how the chances you take. So, but yeah, that Harper, I, I was scratching my head because it's not like everybody was, it's not like everybody was, was getting on base in front of him. At a, at a record clip. So if you if you tell me that Alec Bohm and Real Muto are getting on base and t- at a at a at an insurmountable clip, yeah, I can see how Harper hits third at the at the lowest. There's no way in 2022 this dude's in fourth, anything lower than third. Yeah, but yeah, that's that. These are the guys that get paid all the money. I don't know, yeah. man. <laughs> well, I mean, that's where that old school mentality goes. Where, well, a cleanup hitter is going to clean up because all those the first three guys are going to get on base either be a walk or contact. And again, uh, Schwarber in game four, he's leading off that game. So you you can't do back-to-back lefties because then that just – it's easy pickings for the Astros. So you got to kind of flip and flop. Yeah, and this uh, guy's not, it's not like this guy's going to get on base and stay on base. This guy's going to get on base and he's going to run around. <laughs> More than likely. What? 
Who Harper or Schwarber? Schwarber. It's yeah. not like he's gonna get on base and stay on base. His guy's gonna is swinging and he's gonna he's trying to look go all the way around the horn. Right. So I mean, let's say that you have a Ricky Henderson one <laughs> and another guy hitting two. That's when Harper hits third. But unless yeah. your, your number one guy is Ricky Henderson and your number two guy is Paul Molitor, Harper hits second. It's that simple. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, and I think Kyle Schwarber, then followed by Reese Hoskins, and then Harper. I think that would have worked even better, but they had JT Realmuto, and it doesn't, and it shows just goes to show you it does, that protection really doesn't doesn't matter. I know that's sacrilegious to a lot of people, but Nick Castellano was protecting Harper in this series. So right, what difference Real did it make? Muto, and Realmuto disappeared. After well, he game hit one. that. Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna after say game he hit one, that home he run. was gone after after game one. Realmuto was a non-factor. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Again, it's not like you have this one guy doing doing these these wonders, you know. Like say, you know, hey, you know, Cody Ross caught fire for two weeks in, in 2010. <laughs> I'm gonna put him in front of Harper just be, for these for these three games only. Hey, something like that, maybe. But the Phillies didn't have a guy like that. So, yeah. so you're you're I, pushing I for him to logic. to bat him what to bat Harper leadoff then? Second. Oh, second, second, second. Mm. I I, yeah. I think I think Harper bat second. I think. So are you I okay think, with Schwarber leading off though? Strawberry leading off Harper second. I don't care about lefty lefty of oh, this okay. location because um because of who it is, because it's it's Valdez. You can sit on you can sit on the on the breaking ball. It's not like you got Randy Johnson throwing fastballs out there. You can mm. sit on the breaking ball and he's gonna throw it. Yeah. If he's locating it, which he more than likely will. But again, it, it's because it was Valdez, the, the lefty. If the lefty is Randy Johnson, if the lefty is just smoking it out there, Billy Wagner style, then okay lefty righty i don't get too hung off on lefty righty lefty lefty yeah i got gotcha. you this earth when when building a lineup i would say you just i start worrying about lefty lefty righty righty after the fifth inning if you know what gotcha. i mean <laughs> no i got gotcha, you i got gotcha. you yeah. but to so, to answer ricky's questions i mean if you look at the philly fans they swear that the veterans prefer the set lineup and bryce harper has been hitting fourth when the philly started uh catching fire and and getting into the playoffs and how do you winning all these games like, i don't i don't well, you don't it's all intangibles yeah. right so it's all see, it's so all mental I, I, and, and i get it to a certain extent sometimes those things matter i don't think they matter over a six-month yeah. period but again to each their own <laughs> yeah i i think honestly i mean i i definitely would have batted him second or third i don't give a crap about who, I, I how think, you feel yeah, about it or not i it doesn't even sound right i mean imagine aaron judge hitting lower than third like i mean come fourth, on you're what is this? Ninety two? Come on! That's now. exactly it. It's this twenty twenty two. This is the if way it is. Twenty twenty two. This is not twenty. This is if this were nineteen ninety two. Yeah, Judge has fourth. But come on now, like. Yeah, I don't like it, man. I don't like it one I, bit. I don't. It, I don't. It, to yeah. me, statistically, your best hitter hits second, and we can make an argument for that. But that's not the podcast for that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, game four. Uh, that was the big game for one Christian Javier, and let's uh, let's talk about Christian Javier. Who? Why is this guy not in the set in the rotation? Uh, well, that's another question. To, I that's mean, what we I want to know. I want to know why does Christian Javier have to do to have a number? He is right now Verlander one, and and him second. And I'm sorry, I give him three. Uh, to me, third the third spot in the lineup. Now, to me, you can you can see this both ways. You can either let Verlander walk because he was looking a little his age near the end. Yeah, he looked gassed, yeah. He looked a little near the end, and I don't see Valdez as a, as a bona fide one just yet. Oh, I he do. May be on a, <laughs> he, may be on a, he may be on a heater, man. You know how these things work. You know, the guy's 29. This came out of nowhere. It's not like he's 23, 24. But let's just say Valdez is your bona fide number one. I get it. You know, people tune yeah. to this podcast to see me in U5. They're not going to get that right now. So... <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's say Valdez, you're number one. I'm sorry, but right now, Javier's your number two, not McCullers. Oh, yeah, McCullers, for sure. Yeah, for sure. But that's the whole point. I mean, Javier was uh, – they they were already going with a six man rotation uh, from the very start of the season, and that was to preserve Justin Verlander's arm. And Javier somehow was the odd man out. And oh well, they needed Jake Odorizzi to go in there yeah, and, and pitch and, every and six games. McCullers was gone most of the year too. Most so. of the year too, but still, it wasn't enough. There was just not enough room to put in uh, Javier. And you still got Urquidy, who could should be who would be starting anywhere else. And you still got Luis Garcia, who would be starting anywhere else. Starting anywhere else. So, I mean, the, the Astros are just loaded, man. They just have a lot of depth. But definitely, and, and, I, I agree that Javier should have been uh, in your starting rotation. But they were they were uh, commuting him from rotation to bullpen, bullpen rotation, rotation to bullpen. And all he did was just perform, man. And 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 he performed in the grandest of stage in this game. Six innings pitch, nine strikeouts, two walks, WPA of 0.262. That's basically a pitcher putting his whole entire team on his back. That's, that's a pitching machine out there, bro. Like, seriously, yeah. like like a straight, like a throwing machine out there. And you're just putting, like you said, putting your whole team on you. Right. And I just don't, I just do not see right now. You you give me, let's say Verlander walks. Let's mm-hmm. say Verlander walks. We're thinking about the future in the Astros right now. Let's say Verlander walks. You got Valdez, number one. I do not see Urquidy above above Javier. I don't see um, McCullers above Javier. I don't see any other pitcher that they have right now that would take the that would overtake Javier other than Valdez. And it's because and it and it, and it takes what thirty straight um, quality starts. <laughs> the guy with thirty straight quality starts should be your number one if Verlander walks. But I'm sorry, Javier right now is my number two in that team. And for you next still. Season. And you still got some, I mean, the, you know, the Astros are just a pitching factory right there. And you still got Hunt, Hunter Brown, who made his debut this year. He too comes with, he comes fully loaded and he could sneak in and eventually become the ace in the second half of next year, if not in 2024. Uh, and then you still got Forrest Whitley, who we, we will one day see, we will one day see him perform on, on the show. And he's going to be healthy one day, fully 100% healthy, but those are just the two big names uh, uh, in their system. But yeah, uh, I'm looking at roster resource already and they already have removed Justin Verlander from the rotation uh, in their projected uh, lineup for next year. So right now they got Valdez, Javier, McCullers, Luis Garcia, and Jose Urquidy. Uh Over on the Philly side of things, uh, not a good look for uh, Aaron Nola. I mean, yeah, I mean, we were uh, talking Aaron Nola and everybody talking about Aaron Nola being an ace and he was not an ace-like pitcher. But the real blow-up happened with our guy. We just mentioned him, Jose Alvarado. Uh, mm-hmm. One inning pitch, two earned runs, negative 0.219 WPA. Uh, he basically shot the bed. He didn't take the loss, but he didn't make things any better for the Phillies as the Astros cruised to a 5 nothing victory. The WPA hitter uh, leader for the Astros, adds, it's a very low 0.090, but it was Jordan Alvarez who, what I guess he got hit by a pitch and yeah. That was all the difference. <laughs> we gotta love those hits by pitches. Oh, I forgot that they do have the top five plays here, and the, there it is. Uh, number two on on the on the top five play in that game, Jordan Alvarez getting hit by a pitch by Jose Alvarado. Wow. That's <laughs> that's how dominant I mean, Javier was. Like he didn't need any offense in that game. Yeah, yeah. Like Javier, like what this means to those of you out there, those of you out there that that are a little you know rusty on your numbers and everything. Here's what that, this means. What this means is that all Javier needed to win that game was Jordan Alvarez getting hit by a pitch. 
And statistically, that is all the offense that Houston could have needed to win that game. Because num- right so after think I, about it, that for a second. Because <laughs> I guess right after that, uh, right after that, uh, Brett, I think uh, I might be reading this wrong, but the number one play in that game was Alex Breckman uh, hitting a double to uh, to right field. Right. Off yeah, Alvarado. The, yeah, the, the double that, that he took the other way. Yeah. Yeah, in that same inning. So let me see here. And that uh, was the knockout inning. That was that was the that's when the yeah. when the feelings just just when the the Astros that that fifth inning that was the knockout right there. They put that crooked number and they to me they never looked back in the series after that after yeah. that K. And, <laughs> like and after, I'm, after they put that crooked number in that game, they never looked back. It was the Phillies. It was uh, it was the Astros series all the way. Yeah, and that 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 was all the runs they needed. So Alex Breckman also showing up big in that inning as well. And that's all the offense they needed. Anything good for the Phillies and WPA? No, it's all. Oh, okay. You had two guys, Harper and Brandon Marsh. So you can't blame Harper for this one. Uh, 0.023 WPA. Oh, wow. Yeah, there it is. With two strikeouts. So uh, it wasn't his fault. And he had a stolen base, (laughs) apparently. So it wasn't his fault. Uh, as much as people like to blame for that. that that was a quick and easy one game five should be a little bit more interesting as you know uh yeah. that... I mean, there's just not much it's just javier dominant rotation next year all there like top i mean if there's an odd guy out there out there it, it it cannot be javier this guy needs to get 30 starts somewhere well uh we'll see he'll need to uh you know strengthen his arm because you know he was doing mostly bullpen duty and then pitching every six games but it looks like According to that uh, lineup thing I just uh, talked about, it looks like the Astros might just stick with uh, five-man rotation and be normal. So, I don't know. We'll see how baseball goes. We I mean, seems, see, man. Baseball seems to be wanting to push for a six-man rotation. All the good teams are doing it. But uh, some pitchers pr- prefer to just go every five days and not wait, a, not, not wait a whole week for it. Anyway, game five was a little bit more interesting. That was intense, nail-biting game as they oh, can yes. get. Uh, who's... Uh, and who was the pitcher? Oh, oh yeah, well, that was a Verlander game, and that was uh, the Noah Verlander game, and Noah Syndergaard, who uh, did not look very Thor-like, not not very heroic of him. Uh, Thor, four strikeouts, three innings pitch, but he gave up two run runs, and uh, he was at negative zero point zero seven seven WPA. Let's sort that out. Who was there? Any good pitchers? Okay, Connor Brogdon. He pitched two very. Uh, 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 quality innings, five big strikers for Connor Brogdon. And that's the other thing about the Phillies, because the Phillies, when we first started looking at them, they looked like crap out of the bullpen. Oh, they and sure did. That was that was the reason why Joe Girardi got fired. Yeah, <laughs> Joe yeah, Girardi got much. fired because of a bad bullpen. That's <laughs> that's pretty much it. Like, and and you know what? It it looks really bad on Joe right now, but you and I know better that than to blame a manager for these things. You know how it goes with with with, yeah. with the game game when it comes to managers. Yeah. Um, Joe's gonna have a job somewhere if he wants a job somewhere. That's that's all there is. But 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 the funny thing is that this bullpen ended up being being somehow of a like people were like relying on this bullpen. It's like a whole one, like a whole heel turn or a, or a face turn. Like like the the bullpen was the go. Like yeah. the goat, as in like wearing the goat horns, as in uh-huh. like the bat part of this team. And then all of a sudden, last month and a half of the season, we were like, oh, my goodness, Dominguez. Oh, my goodness, this guy was like, what happened? And they didn't change that many other dudes either. Like, No, it was the same guys, and they just got more effective. It's the weirdest no, thing. they added and, uh, Robertson. They added oh, Robertson. Well, the, yeah, but, but that's uh, not a difference. It's just one guy. Just piece. Yeah, just one guy. That just attracts more depth to your team. You still need that core. And the core was Alvarado, who they the telecast mentioned how he was sent to the minors for like a week or two, and they, he came back and he was just dominant after that. You mentioned Dominguez, uh, 
Uh, Alvarado was stranding 80% of his runners. That's so, wow. That's uh, I don't that's know if that's, lot. I don't know if that's good or fluky, but either way, it's impressive. That's, uh, that, it, it, and that's, that's the, that's my, well, we're going to talk about game six here in a second, but keep going. <laughs> but uh, Zach Gufflin was also a big, uh, he was uh coming in this year i mean i drafted him in our fantasy league thinking that he was going to be an okay starting pitcher next thing you know he gets uh demoted quote unquote to the bullpen and that kind of turned around his season now all of a sudden you have another right-handed pitcher coming out of the bullpen that you can trust and he too showed up big in this game uh keeping the phillies in this matchup um but yeah it, it but the phillies ended up being i mean 2020 they were the they were talking about them being the historically worst bullpen in major league baseball history right. yeah and, and and it was just it was it was just they could not hold the lead it wasn't it, and it wasn't at the end of the game it was like those middle because mm-hmm. you know Brian Kenny the save not not all the, the save doesn't always happen in happen in the ninth inning yeah these high leverage situations the Phillies were just blowing them out of the water out of the water so the, and and now being relied upon these past two weeks mm-hmm. is just isn't like it's it's just a miracle how they made it into this like when you when you examine the numbers of how the Phillies and this is the, you know, the argument of ah are these playoffs fair are they really because when you look at the argument when you look at the statistics of the Phillies the Phillies when it comes to pitching they're an anomaly I don't know how the heck they made it this into game six of the world series with their bullpen collectively how it was yeah because there were better bullpens in this in this uh, postseason and there were there were better bullpens out of the postseason (laughs) there were better i I would look don't quote me on this don't quote me on this but i guarantee you if if i look at the last 70 games i could Uh find you a team that had a better bullpen and did not make the postseason (laughs) i don't know if i'm shooting myself in the foot because i'm okay with these postseasons how they are right now uh uh-huh but I, I, the, the Phillies bullpen was not a playoff bullpen, was not a bullpen that should have been trusted in game six of the World Series, like statistically, yeah. statistically. Obviously. Yeah, because uh, we talked about it uh, throughout the year, like we were just kind of keeping tabs. And it seems like, like again, again, 2020 was just got awful for them on the bullpen. And then it just kept improving. And I did mention, like, if they can just be middle of the pack, that that might be a thing down in Philly. That might be a thing if they could just be middle of the pack. And I'm trying to... Uh, because I did do my FUBAR rankings uh, recently. And I, if I believe the Phillies got a pretty decent score, let me see if I could find them. I, I'm not going to share my screen because it's a lot of colors, and I know you guys don't like my spreadsheets or whatever. But oh, we Philly. Love oh, okay. Well, then, you know what? Since you love them, I will share it then and uh, make sure make sure I make it pretty big. Let me know if you can see that. Hell yes, sir. Let's make it bigger it's for all the people out there. So Ooh. I had I have this sorted by relief pitcher. Obviously, Melvin, red is good. Anything uh-huh. that's blue is awful. Relief pitching score. This is basically the field independent pitching over there at Fangraph. So you get 30 points for placing number one, and you get uh, one point for placing 30th overall. The Phillies and FIP finish in 12th place overall. And, and look, that, look, show me, show me, show me some, show me some non-playoff teams above them. Look the at the Orioles. The Orioles. I mean, right off the bat, the, the Tigers. Orioles. I still can't believe the White freaking Sox. Tigers. And, oh, the, oh, yeah. With all the, the meltdowns, Sox. with all the meltdowns that uh, Hendricks had in the beginning of the season. <laughs> yeah, but the White Sox. I mean, that's the one thing that the White Sox did this off this past offseason was uh, revamp or uh, rebolster that bullpen, and it paid off in dividends. Uh, when you see the la- the uh, the numbers here, but uh, yeah, the White Sox definitely. And I cannot believe the Tigers are that good. I, it's, yeah. 
The these not, you know what man these advanced metrics are fake they're not real they're, they're, no, they're, they're not, not real of course they're not, not they're to not. be they're not to be trusted no the leader the leadership qualities are much more measurable come on <laughs> hell even the giants were right there uh <laughs> nipping at their heels at the 13th spot uh, yeah, giants and, and look at the teams the teams right below them the rays look, the twins rays yeah. rays twins cardinals giants rangers non-playoff teams by the way <laughs> Rangers non-playoff team, Twins non-playoff team, Giants under 500 team. So you mm-hmm. see how. So it's a, it ended up being a big difference. That improvement yeah. out of the bullpen was that a big key was factor. Just, was just fantastic there. And you just got to give the guys credit because sometimes you got to cowboy it up, you know, like them dudes used to say back in the day. So. Uh, really quick before uh, we talk about what the how the Astros did on their pitching side, uh, Ricky uh, says Cagua's all day. So whose team is that? Is that you or Angels team? That's that's Angels. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he showed you winning this team. That, that is the winning this team. They're the Yankees of the Puerto Rican uh, of the Puerto Rico Winter League. They have twenty world uh, twenty uh, Winter League championships. And my team, Leona de Ponce, has eleven. Oh, okay. Uh, you guys got some Cal catching Ripken, up to do. Cal Ripken, uh, uh, Caguas. They, they have Cal Ripken Jr. Eddie Murray, they've played for them. Uh, Ponce, Ricky Henderson, Jim Tomey. Yeah. Bunch of other legends. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Uh, and then Ricky wants to let Melvin know that, hey, watch it. Felipe loves himself some Framber Valdez. I do. I do. I make sure to draft them in all right, my fantasy please. leagues. Oh, man. Like, listen, that is, that is a season's worth of quality starts. It's, it's not a- to love about that guy. It's a it's a damn weirdest thing though. You look at a Statcast page. You know you know you've seen the Statcast sliders, right? Where if it's all red, you just jump on that player. If it's all blue, you stay away. Uh, and Valdez over the years has started out having all blue, but he's still consistent in terms of his uh, raw numbers and production. And then the last year it started becoming a little bit more red. And this year it's half blue, half red. And it, it just boggles my mind how consistent he could still be. It's the weirdest damnest thing. And normally I, st- I try to stay away from that inconsistency from the stack cast numbers, but Valdez is like that uh, siren of the sea. Just calling me, come on, Felipe, you know, you want to pick me, just draft well, me already. And you know what? And that is the only thing that keeps me away from giving him that bona fide number one spot. Because yeah. again, if he were 23 and doing this, that's a bona fide one. He's 28, man. Mm-hmm. Something's meant to. Hey, you know what, man? As we scale. as we've so, seen as we've seen in, as we've seen the last few years, older sometimes is better with starting pitchers. But, but you know right? what? Solid number two in Houston is not that bad either. Like we're yeah, talking about a solid being a solid number two about being a, a solid number two guy can still be a Hall of Fame pitcher. Yeah. I'm sorry yeah. to tell you, like uh, on the right staff, a solid number two guy can be a solid uh, can be a Hall of Fame pitcher. I mean, Smoltz, yeah, uh, Glavin, yeah, Smoltz, right, Glavin, and Maddox. and 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 Maddox. Who's the number one there? I don't know. To me, uh, it was Maddox. To some yeah. people, it was Smoltz. I don't Smoltz. know. <laughs> So well, unfortunately, the Astros look. If they don't resign uh, Verlander, they don't have a number one. Uh, I'm sorry, they, they'll have to stick with Valdez number one, and I think that's a pretty damn good pick. But uh, sh- quick shout out to Fami and Brad. Both of them are Cubs fans. They're uh, tuning in and watching a couple of Cubs fans talking over here. Uh, Justin Verlander, though, speaking of him, uh, five innings pitch, uh, a very strenuous outing for Verlander. If this is the last uh, we'll see of him ever, because they were talking about, are you going to retire? And and Kate Upton, they interviewed her on television and the post game. There, she was kind of, uh, kind of nudging him. Yeah, we would love to see him at home more often. And then before she realized what she was saying, she was like, "Oh, but you know, I love watching him pitch. I love <laughs> him perform. He's like an artist out there in Verlander." Okay, enough of you. Just, just shut up. Let's get <laughs> like, going. Go that <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna spill the beans out here. But uh, this is not a a, a very uh, vintage Verlander start. I, I mean, six strikeouts in five innings—that's good. But four walks. He did keep the team intact uh, in the lead and or in the game. He only gave up one earned run, so that's good. And he had a WPA of uh, 
0.189. So for a starting pitcher who doesn't see a lot of high leverage situations, that's he kept the he kept his team in, his, in the game. In and, the game, that's that's why he gets paid. And you know what? This is a dying breed. The starting uh, the, pitcher, yeah, like that that goes seven and forget it. You know, this is the first this right here. We just witnessed the first World Series in six years that um that one guy went past the sixth inning uh into the seventh inning like really wow amazing like it's it's what it is man there's too much data out there you're not gonna see the the lineup three times too often in the world in the in the postseason on high leverage games like this especially especially in the world series like you might see it in the in the regular season against the royals but not in the world series against the astros and you're so. seeing too what the, what teams are doing once they go back into their dug- once these hitters go back into the dugout you see what they're doing in there right they're on their tablets they're getting no live tablet. live data live video live uh up and to you the know minute. what if it's equal for everybody yeah. hey whatever use whatever technology this is a new era it removes us further away from the past because we got to move on fine as long as it's the same for everybody the Which same kind be. of tablet yeah. your tablet cannot be better than the other teams you got to have the same tablet no, the man. same access to technology come on man you know how those sponsorship deals work Go come ahead. on now <laughs> no man i mean but that's the thing look listen listen uh use it use it but you know what the 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 price to pay for that is that we might pitchers. have to see the pitchers are going to have to get work less. And you know what? Yep. But the good thing is that you, you're seeing less injuries and that is quantifiable. Yes. Science is getting better at preventing it, but you are seeing less. You are seeing less torn rotator cuffs. You're yep, seeing probably we would have, I mean, these days we probably could have squeezed five or six more years out of Kerry Wood in the North side of Chicago on his prime. If we have managed him the, uh, the way that pitchers are being managed now so you're blaming dusty baker aren't you but we okay. didn't know we didn't know back then man come on like we didn't have we didn't have the we didn't have the data back then we didn't if we did we didn't use it well, i mean we you didn't know, have it because we did compile it we just didn't clean it and use it and it's not just Kerry wood remember the guy that they drafted all uh that they had with him in that 2003 because we did talk about dusty baker in that 2003 cut I mean, you were there this morning yeah of course and of course uh mark Pryor. Mark He's Pryor. the guy that came in with the perfect, the perfect, uh, 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 what do you call wind up? The perfect pitching motion. His mechanics like, were, his were, mechanics were, were outstanding. Like, this guy is a bona fide star in the making, number one ace in the whole starting Hall of Fame pitcher, like Maddox and Smoltz combined. And uh, it, there's no way that he's going to get hurt like Kerry Wood gets hurt because Pryor just has perfect mechanics that has been taught by the best uh, pitching coaches of all time. Tom House, I think, is one of the guys there. Tom and USC. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And then guess what? He got hurt and then he couldn't stay healthy. You know, I always blame the collision with Marcus Giles, but we'll talk about <laughs> that another day. But that, that interesting. I forgot all about that. He shut down that season now, but I say that now, but in all three, I was like, throw him out there, throw him out there. But who knows? I mean, I mean, we. Like, Hindsight, he should have been shut down that season after that collision. But we we complain about uh, Clayton Kershaw being the choke uh, the choke artist that he is. But again, uh, now you're seeing you just mentioned it. Not a, not a single pitcher went after uh, went after the seventh inning, and these managers, both Dusty Baker and Rob Thompson, they were getting very um, protective of their starting pitchers. And Game Six is a good example. We'll get to it eventually, but they were very 
uber protective of their starting pitchers in this series and relying on those bullpens. And as John Smoltz, talking about John Smoltz, as John Smoltz mentioned in the telecast, yeah, I mean, that's great and all. I mean, that that, we're, that these uh, offenses are not seeing their, the starting pitchers three or four times around. Uh, 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 they're not getting three or four chances to see the guy because they're, they're going to the bullpen so quickly to protect these starting pitchers. But guess what else we're doing? They're also seeing these bullpen guys three or four times in a series. So that so that strategy is also starting to backfire. It's, it's starting to backfire. That's Especially, why, and, and, you know, that's how, they, that's how the Cubs got to the now Guardians in 2016. They kept seeing Andrew Miller. They keep they kept seeing uh, Corey Kluber. Corey Kluber. Yeah. They kept seeing Tomlin. They kept seeing the same dudes and, and big league Started. hitters will adjust. And so especially really good teams. Really good teams like the Cubs in 2016 and the World Astros. Series teams will adjust. If you and show, the Astros, yeah. If you show a World Series team a dude three or four times in a span of eight days, they will figure him out. They that's will figure it. him out. Yeah. It, nothing like, lasts forever. They, like they, they will so, figure him out. And that's what so, happened to the Guardians back then. That's a really good point, but to get to my original point, I think that that would have saved Kershaw a lot of uh, a lot of criticism grief. Yeah. and criticism. Yeah, because I mean, undue criticism and dogmatically leaving him out there. And when there were, you know, there was enough day. Then again, it was it was that time. You know, an A's go seven innings in the playoffs. That's who. Goodness gracious, W. That's what matters. So if I gotta pull him. You gotta do it. You gotta but, you gotta protect your guy. You gotta protect but, him and save you know him for another what? day. But you know what? This brings another point. What managers are these days? I don't know if if you're hearing out there and you work in the logistics department of a company, they part of their job description is now asset protection. You mm. gotta protect. You gotta protect your assets. Like yep. like your these pitchers and you know obviously they're human beings and I'm talking in the metaphorical sense of the word. They are assets. This these teams have made an investment in these arms and mess around and leave a guy out there too long might cost you your job not because of the guy's production not grady litter kind little kind of stuff but be, <laughs> just because you left him out there too long and he could have hurt himself now we're going to fire you for that so asset protection comes with the managerial uh tag these days yeah. I, I would love to hear what l weaver would have to say about that well but. it's it, well, i'll put it this way man it's easy it's easy to go nine innings when the mound is like 60 inches off the ground you know i'm just saying <laughs> that's very true yeah that's so very true. anyway when well, we talked about it also uh ryan pressy had the highest wpa of any but any of these pitchers in this game game uh what game game it's five it. the the nail biter uh presley did something that he that the telecast mentioned that he's never done before, and that's get five outs to close out a game. Wow, and yeah, he went an in and in two thirds, two strikeouts. Two strikeouts, yeah. So uh, he did a marvelous job. I, I was beginning to lose hope on Ryan Presley. I thought, man, the Astros have so many better pitches than Presley. And all Presley did was throw those sliders, and it baffled the Phillies. And you'll see what happens in game six momentarily. After seeing all those sliders, what the Phillies ended up doing to try to get to him, and obviously it didn't work. Over on the offensive side of things, Again, nail biter. So a lot of uh, big time moments for these players to come in in, in these big time situations. Uh, they were calling this guy Clutch Gene Segura, and Gene he Segura. had one of the bigger hits of that game. What? Where does it place in the top five plays? That is the top play of the game. Number one, bottom Montero. of the eighth. Bottom of the eighth inning against Rafael Montero uh, with, uh, let's see, runners on first and second. He hits a single to right field. Castellano scores. Bryson stops at third. And that should, I think that ties the game at two apiece, I believe, yep. if I remember correctly, in the bottom of the eighth. Uh, no, that 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 made it, uh, that was the Philly's second run, I believe. Oh, okay. Was, well, oh, the and, first run. and the Astros were already up 3-1. Right. They right. were already up 3-1. That was uh, okay. Philly's 3-2. 
Thank you for that. Uh, Bryce Harper again. Once again, you can't blame Bryce Harper. Second highest WPA at 0.101 going uh, one for two with two walks. So they're afraid. They're at this point, they're afraid to pitch to him. Yeah, that's so, why. And, that's why and I, he got kept, hit by I kept. I kept giving him the over on the one and a half walks. I I almost kept giving <laughs> him the over on the two and a half walks because that was like that over was not paying in the end. And by game six, that over on one and a half walks was on a negative. You <laughs> because they kept just let him go. Let him go. Yeah, uh, we're not. Well, you're you're, playing, you're you're batting fourth. We'll we'll uh, we're okay with that. Is what the Astros you basically see? said. You see, that's why because there's yeah. nobody on top of him. So we'll, we'll take our chances with Nick Castellanos, who ends up scoring the uh, second run in that in that eighth inning anyway. That so little rally there, yeah, so, yeah, little and that's a good point. A little rally. Uh, a big a... shout out. I'm sorry, really quick. A big shout out to Sean, uh, Sean R. out of Long Island, New York. Uh, he's a big uh, Brooklyn. Speaking of the Dodgers, he's a big Dodgers fan. He goes all the okay. way back to the Brooklyn days. So thanks oh, for sorry. joining us for a little bit as you uh, take a break from football. Uh, but let's the biggest clutch player in this series, probably in on the Houston Astros side. Well, I mean, the two guys, right? It was always Altuve who was setting the table, but then Jeremy Pena stepped in with a 0.184 WPA. Jeremy Pena was just wonderful in this game three for four with two RBI, only one strikeout. I mean, and a home run. He did, like, yeah, he did get caught stealing, but it was a big home run. And where does he rank on the top five plays? That was fourth play, number yeah. four off of Noah Syndergaard on the top of the fourth. And all those runs in the fourth inning are just as important as the ones in the eighth inning, guys. I mean, oh, yeah. they, they add up. So Jeremy Pena uh, solidifying his case to becoming the World Series MVP as we move to game six, games back in Houston. And what a game this was as well. I mean, you you had oh, this was the best game of the series, in my opinion. Right. That, really? I thought this game was five. the World Series game right here. I thought game five was the best one, but this one definitely had the memorable moments. And and you had, uh, and you finally, we finally got our pitching duel between Zach Wheeler and Fran Valdez. Uh, probably the two guys that should have been uh, the SP ones in this series, but we, instead we get them in game six. Wheeler had a wonderful game. Valdez had even an even better game um, and just showed why he's Valdez was the, dealing yeah. Why he's a true ace of this staff this year? I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> although Verlander's probably going to win the Cy Young anyway, so it's all more moved. than likely. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, but, <laughs> hey, for as much people as uh, they they talk crap about Shoni Otani having to force the Angels to put a six man rotation, I just we just talked about it. Justin Verlander six man rotation just to preserve his arm. And hey, he, gotta he, do. Okay, I mean, listen, do. this dude's got what? How many innings? This got this dude's got. I, I would say he's got the most innings in his arm in the majors right now. He started in 06. So he's gotta have <laughs> he's gotta have the the most innings like he definitely has mileage at that right now. He definitely he's has got mileage. The most miles. He's got yeah. the most miles. So yeah, that's understandable, bro. Austin so. also sh- uh, tuning in. I uh, big thanks to Austin for joining me this morning. Sorry about my internet connection, but everything's working now. So we're up to game six now, and it gets controversial here, uh, Melvin. I don't know if you want to talk about it right now, or if you want to talk about the hitters first. Maybe let's talk about it now. Zach Wheeler getting pulled in the. Uh, Middle of the sixth inning for in 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 favor of Alvarado, I believe, um, as yep. as uh, Thompson wanted him to face Alvarez in that spot. Wheeler was still throwing in the high nineties, but uh, I thought the telecast was talking about how wow he still has some life in that fastball, some life, not high life, not uh, high movement some life on that some fastball life. and it looked like the Astros were finally getting something mean, he left the he left the runners on the corners I mean he got himself in that position yeah so now you, that, you... Here's, he got himself at the end of the day when you look back when when Zach Wheeler if he if Zach Wheeler didn't want to get pulled from that game he has to look in the mirror and say I left the base it was first and third 
only one out. Yep. And I'm sorry, to, and, and here we go again. Yes, he's the ace of the staff. I get it. But the data says that he'd been looked at. He's going to get looked at for the third time. That's number one. I think that let, let me give you the pros of why I think that was a good, it was a good move. He's about to get looked at for the third time. He had, how did that inning start? People forget. He hit Martin Maldonado. <laughs> he hit Martin Maldonado. He hit Martin Maldonado. Now, <laughs> he was crowding the plate. I get him. He, whatever. I hit by the pitch to Martin Maldonado works against you if you want to stay on that mound on game six on an elimination in game, bro. This is this Houston is playing with eight and a half hitters. And I don't mean any any anything bad to Machete about these, but he's there for his offer, his defense. Yeah. He's there. He's once his defense is gone, he's not gonna get a DH gig anywhere. It, it's who he is. You cannot hit this dude on game six in the sixth inning. It's starting to get late. The top of the order's coming up. You can't hit this dude, man. So that works against you, number one. Now, the game gets where we are because Altuve, they don't turn uh, the Phillies don't turn the double play on Altuve. And and uh and then he gets a hit from Pena. So and that was a solid hit. It's not a, a Pena's hit was not a blooper. It was a solid hit. It was a very good hit and it was a solid hit. It was yeah. a hit anywhere. It wasn't against the shift. It wasn't a line drive, but it was a solid hit. That ball got through. Now, here's what I'm thinking. Number one, you got the best hitter in the American League available right now in uniform. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying he's better than Judge. In uniform, right now, you got the best hitter coming up. You got the best hitter coming up. Now, what I say is this. You got to – this is also the sixth inning. So he's coming up again. This is – you got to see him twice. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta see him twice. Now, you got a guy in the bullpen, Alvarado, that strands eighty-two percent of the runners. Eighty-two percent of the runners he strands. Mm -hmm. If you wanna, if you wanna get hung up on lefty, lefty, okay. Now that this is the time to talk about lefty, lefty right here. Now, is it relevant? No, because Alvarez kills lefties. So it's not like you can skip Alvarez. What's the inverse? I think if you wanted. You, you're not going to get a double play either. Why are you not going to get a double play? Because Dusty's old school. Dusty's sending the runner. <laughs> Dusty's staying away from that double play. Right. There is a, no way in heck. I would say there's no way that the that the Phillies, that the Astros are going to get hit into a double play there because Dusty's sending Pena. Perhaps even in a straight steal because guess what? Send them on a straight steal. They're not throwing the second. Altuve's coming home. So there is no way. The only way you're gonna get you 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 keep Wheeler in there is if you think you can get a double play. You're not getting a double play on Dusty in that situation, right? Not and on Alvarez. Not on Alvarez. No, no. Not with Alvarez and with Pena running and yeah. Altuve on third. Yep. No every way. Every single thing, every single logic there tells you he's done. He's you done, need a yeah. strikeout. You and, need to K him, and you need to bring in a guy with a high strikeout rate. And a high strand runner rate, and that the only guy you got there is Alvarado in a high leverage situation like this one. Because remember, Alvarez is coming up again. You gotta, you gotta, if you want to win this game, you gotta retire him again. Yeah. Because if you're gonna win this, if you, you're you're on the road. So if you want to win this game, if you're the Phillies, you gotta see Alvarez again. So the the question is not when 
whether you're not gonna whether you're gonna see Alvarado or not. The question is when. When when else bring him when the game gets out of hand in the ninth inning and it's we're down eight to one. No, the time to bring him is now when the when the when the tying run is on third and mm-hmm. you need a strikeout because Alvarez has a higher strikeout rate than anything Wheeler could have given you there. Wheeler's yep. not throwing 98 no more. He was throwing 95. No, which, oh uh, he was he was throwing in the high 90s, but, but it was throw, was uh, he throwing it in the zone? I, I don't know. It was getting up up in the zone. It was getting up in was the he, zone. So there was uh, that's why that's what I'm saying that the telecast was talking about it. There was some movement still. There was some life still to his fast was what they, I swear. I remember small saying, Look, but man, I to left me, them, he looked tired. He looked tired. I would have left them. I would have left them. If the, if the, if the Pena hit was a blooper, I would have left them honest. No, but no, he, they got two solid hits off of him. Then that, inning, but, but they got hit. They got hit. That's what I'm saying. If the Pena yeah, hit no, I agree. I agree. Or I agree. a broken bat or a shit happens kind of single, but no, it was a solid hit that allowed Altuve to go to third. And here's the the if counterpoint a, yeah, to if that. It's a little, if it's a little blooper, mm-hmm. if it's a little roller that allows Altuve to remain in second, now you got two force outs there you can get. Then you can, it's more likely that you can live with contact. You cannot mm-hmm. live with contact right here. You got to K him. You got to K him. Only solids is if, I think, I think the first two at-bats for Alvarez, there were two flyouts. So there, you just mentioned, there's not going to be a, a, there's no way there's going to be a double play and, and, because Alvarez is trying to drive the ball into the air, but and he already flew out twice, if I remember correctly. I might be wrong, but I could have sworn that he had already two flyouts in that game. So there's no double play in action when, and he, it doesn't matter because, like you said, Pena's and probably going to run. Gonna show, Dusty's going to throw the runner one so, one. Like you get two strikes on Alvarez, Dusty's sending the runner. Dusty's well, not uh, dying there. <laughs> I'm uh, telling even you. even if it's a third flyout, I mean Altuve's going to score from third so it, you, it, you gotta k him that's you gotta thing. strike that's him out you gotta strike him out and your best chance to strike him out was alvarado and you, here's you, you gotta strike him out and here's the counterpoint to jose alvarado alvarado had a, a, a awful game four but you know everybody in the phillies had an awful everybody game did yeah <laughs> game five he did a little bit better so he's being overused but i mean this is no different than having to play in the regular season you know hey alvarado we need you out again are you looking good? You have a, you have one day off. You're looking good. What's Alvarado going to say? Oh, no, coach. I don't want to play today. No. Alvarado's going to go Such go is there. the life. Play. Such is the life of the I'll left-handed go. reliever in hey. the playoffs when the right. other guy's team best hitter is also a lefty. Hey, you know what? Though? Alvarado's going to play until he's 45 years old because a guys like him are not easily you available. You don't grow those guys on trees. Like, <laughs> I mean, you don't grow those guys on trees. So but you can retire had- lefties. You're, you're, you have a job for life, basically. Look at Arthur Rose. And he's stranding them at a 82% clip. I like, still say that's kind of fluky, but uh, I mean, I love Jose Alvarado, so I mean, I'm okay look, with that. Look, if, if anybody tells me that bringing in Alvarado in that, in that situation was a no, then you need to give me a name that has a better chance of striking him out. Zach Wheeler. <laughs> You saw people asking why didn't why didn't they, why didn't they leave Zach Wheeler? And you just mentioned all because the reasons. Because he got hit. He got he, hit. He got lit he, up. I'm sorry. He got hit. He looked I mean, tired. There were there was hard contact. That again, if Pena gets the second, ba- if Pena gets that hit, if it's an infield hit single, if it's a bunt, if it's a broken bat blooper that allows Altuve to get to to remain in second, you leave Wheeler in because you can live with some contact because you got two forced yeah. plays. But not in that, no, but not in that situation. Play. You don't want Zach Wheeler, a tired gas style Zach Wheeler but facing that, a that, guy. It would make more sense because if. Let's say Alvarez hits the ball. You yeah. can live with contact because if he gets another fly out, worst case scenario, Altuve is on third. 
The problem was that the Pena single was a legit, bona fide, yeah. good major league single. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was the problem that Al- that Altuve was able to get to third in that single. That is what tipped the scale towards you need to K him. You can't live with contact. You cannot because live with contact. He hit the ball right? in the air. He hits the ball in the air. Altuve scores. He hits yeah. it on the ground. It's gonna be. It's he hits it on the ground. It's gonna be. A, uh, it, there's going to be a, a a hit and run going on because Dusty's not dying with a double play in that right. play. You so, get two strikes on, on him. Let's say you get two foul balls on him. Pena's running. Mm-hmm. And guess yeah. what? He's more than likely making it to second because now you killed the double play. So, yeah. So I, I think a tired Zach Wheeler facing uh, uh, Jordan Alvarez, who is just pumped up and ready to go. Yeah, that's that that would have been disastrous. And then we would have had the conversation as to why did Rob Thompson leave Zach Wheeler out there? And then having Alvarado sh- there with that because then you know everybody was gonna start digging up the information that I dig up, the 82% stranded, the high K rate. I mean, who has got, a better it, chance of striking the guy out there? You gotta uh, I think it, it would have been Alvarado, even if he's gassed out or anything. I mean, but yeah, he had a pretty good game five. He had a rest uh in a, a, a rest between game five and six. Alvarado Yeah, the, the it, difference it, to me, yeah. Turned out it wasn't was I'm sorry, what was that? The, to me, the difference was the Pena hit. Yeah, for sure. The but Pena Al- hit showed you. Yeah, that he's getting tired and he's getting hit with yeah. Hard like I said, contact. I agree with you on that part, but uh, I think Alvarado uh I think it turned out that he too was also tired, even with that day off in uh, between yeah. games. And uh, it, it is what it is. I mean, you, like the telecast even mentioned, like what are the Phillies supposed to do? Th- those that's that's what got them to the dance. That's what got them this far. Right. Uh, let's read some comments here. Uh, and at the end of the day, the other guy's trying to win too. Let's yeah, not forget. Absolutely. Let's, yeah. let, let's not forget. That's a hundred six win team we're talking about here. It's not like you know you're not playing a, an eighty nine win team. Right. Let's not forget you're playing a better team. The a other much guy, better the team, other yeah. guys the other guy is also trying to win yeah the other guy is also a an MVP caliber hitter who yeah. kills lefties man I mean sometimes uh, man sometimes Goliath keeps the crap out of David <laughs> nobody just bothers to tell that story man like, so seriously. some quick comments here uh Ricky saying was McCullough scheduled to pitch game seven because that would have been dicey I hope to God that that wouldn't be the case not like it matters I, I personally Javier Javier okay. yeah maybe even Javier Luis in a bullpen day Maybe Luis Garcia. Give uh, Javier, give Javier three. If if they would have gone to a, to a game seven, give Javier about about nine batters and see how he went, and then start counting outs until Presley and uh, and and the uh, other Brian Abreu and Hector Neris. Yeah, Abreu right. and Neris. So, so here, Presley, Presley Abreu and Neris, and then between Javier and uh, between Javier and Garcia, Javier got in. Tr- and uh, what was the other dude's name? I'm a and listen, uh, man. They have options. Yeah. The Astros had options, all right? So you, yeah. you could have gone with Javier and then get him for two or three innings because he's good. Then Luis Garcia, we know he's good. Garcia, he, didn't, yep. he didn't play in game five. You still yeah. have Jose Arquiti, who also was well-rested. Yeah. And then you still got Hunter Brown, who has not been used at all. And he's ready to go. He's yeah. He throws the heat, brings in heat. And he's a, he was, a, uh, what do you call it, primed to, to be a starting pitcher in this league. So uh, so there, there you go. Bullpen game, but you got guys who are well-rested. And oh, yeah, that, that like the be- Phillies. Who, yeah, uh, the who Phillies have a thinner gonna, bullpen. Yeah, the, the, who are the Phillies going to throw? Uh, Ranger Suarez, probably. Right, you would have throw? to go with Ranger Suarez and hope to, yeah. and hope to God that it works that out he for was, you. That he would have located again. But then again, the other guy's trying to win, too. So Yeah, uh, it's just, it, was the, it was important for the Phillies to win as many games as they could in Philadelphia, and they only won one game, and yeah, th- they, th- they, that was the bet the they made. For the Phillies to win, they needed, they needed 
plus they needed two out of three in Philly at least. Plus, yeah. you know, batting Harper fourth, your best hitter, that's also ended up dooming them as well. Yeah, that kind of uh, that, that's kind of not going to do it because then again, you know, we 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 run into the into the he's coming he's coming around again. Remember, I got Alvarez, it, man. He's coming I got around. It. I got it. The, the the Phillies would have gone with Bailey Falter. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> that he was going to falter. <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine. Come on, man. It was the Astros uh, series to lose. It, yeah, let's face it, it. it was. It really was. Uh, so that was the WPA. So great, great games by both of those guys. Uh, but the it was about the Astros bullpen showing up big. Neris, Abreu, and then Presley once again. And I wanted to talk about that Presley. Oh, right. Wait, wait there's more all comments. Uh, Austin, the difference between the Angels and the Astros is that the Astros pitching is deeper. Angels aren't built for a six-man rotation. To the Angels' credit, we talked about it all season long in a total basis podcast. Angels' rotation wasn't that bad this year. Not too bad. They they finally uh, show that they might have some depth. Of course, it's nowhere near the Astros. But and, and then to Otani's credit, he all he did was produce this year. Like I can't even talk too much crap about him. He did produce. He did show up. He did put up the big numbers. He actually qualified for the ERA title last I checked. Uh, so <laughs> like, uh, that was a, that was a running joke among the baseball life uh, brethren, especially I mean, guys I, like. I don't Henry. think I don't think I don't think the Angels in the past the Angels problem has been the rotation. I don't think that's their main problem right now. You know, mm-hmm. like, like, I don't think they're that far off from. A no, it's a lot of problems with that Angels from you know, top I mean, all the way to the bottom. There's but, so much of a mess, but we're not here to talk about the Angels, yeah. man. I don't want to talk about crappy teams here. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I was just trying to you know, sit throw... here with Cubs hats. <laughs> I was just trying to throw a bone <laughs> to the Angel fans. Okay. Like it wasn't that bad this year. Uh, the rotation. I've seen a lot worse from that team. Uh, since Mike Trout has become a superstar for that club. Uh, uh, Ricky, lefty-lefty, third time facing him. I thought it was the right call. So I guess he also agrees that Alvarado uh, was the right play at that time. Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, and the data suggests the third time seeing a dude, you know. Uh, Austin, in the end, the better team won. The Phillies put up a good fight, but it it was going to run out eventually. The Astros are just too damn good, top to bottom. From ownership, as much as you want to hate the ownership, to the front office, to the development system, to the farm system, to the pro, the pro scouting, all of that. It's and not even including the players. The players themselves are uber talented. It's just a world class organization. Whether you guys want to admit to it or not, if you don't honestly, admit to it, then you don't know what the brother, hell you're talking I, about. I honestly think, I honestly think that within the last few years, because it's become really hard to repeat in our in this sport right here in baseball. Yeah. I look at the last 10, 15 champions and I see that the Astros have the best chance to repeat, like with the with what they have. Yeah. With, in the position that they are, with the money they can spend, because mm-hmm. they can spend. That's the thing. They 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 can still spend. Like mm-hmm. you, like when when you see a team that just won, you know, oh, but they're strapped. But they yeah. can they, they're not because Correa walked, Springer walked. Yeah. So and Alvarez is locked up for metaphorical pennies on the dollar. Alvarez got so. locked up, bro. Alvarez got locked up for like twenty-one a year, twenty-one mil a year. Like I, I don't know at the top of my head. I know it was super friendly to them, but I think the Astros have the best chance we've seen in ten years to break that no uh, repeat spell that we are in, which is the longest in Major League history that we have not we have gone. Without a repeat champion, these uh, well, last you, you, 23 years. You said it, man. Technology, better scouting. As, as hard as it is to believe, but there they, is a little bit have, of better scouting out I there. I honestly think that the Astros have the best chance if everybody stays healthy, which is a huge if in this sport. If Jer- Because Jeremy Pena, yeah, love the guy. But he was looking very, very, very on the down towards the end after the All-Star break. He was looking 
like he was coming down to earth a little bit. Yeah, you know, rookies, he man. out a little bit. But rookie walls, yeah. Sophomore slump, maybe next year. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't count on it. He might, but the Astros have a really, still, really a good core to yeah. go over. They might need a first baseman because I, I think Yuli Gurriel may be done at the major league level. Yeah, he uh, did not look good at the end. Huh? He, he got hit in the head. He might throw have some money at an Anthony ankle. Rizzo. I, mean, I don't throw some money at Anthony Rizzo. You know he wants another ring before he leaves. Well, <laughs> it's mean. it's the Astros, so I don't think that's going to happen. So we got to look at the who are the big names uh, in the minor league system, and yeah, that's the thing that they have the a first baseman. No, know. they don't. It's very thin. They still got Pedro Leon, who's a twenty, who'll be twenty five next year from Cuba. He's one of their top five prospects according to Fangraphs. I know that's a guy that we talked about last week as well. Or a couple of weeks ago, I should say. Uh, but yeah, uh, that was one of the things that uh, a lot of the, uh, I guess I'll call them Astros haters were were touting last year or two years ago was, oh, that's it, man. This scandal. They took away draft picks. They took away signing bonuses. They took away this. They took away that. It's it for the Astros. The, the Astros uh, competitive window is officially closed. They can't do anything. It was all about the trash cans and the technology. They can't do it, anything without it. They have no farm system. And all they do is just bring up guys who can... You plug in like Chas McCormick, uh, who made the oh what fudge, and we forgot to mention the game five catch that he made. Uh, that is probably one of the greatest catches I've ever seen in my life. Uh, you got you got the, the World catch Series. probability on that. On that I catch. do not, but it did not look good. I did, it wasn't it wasn't good. <laughs> I I heard it on the radio, and I don't want to quote it. I don't want to quote it right now, but I remember going wow. <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna post it here in a little bit when when we get out of here. But that catch probability was not good at all. No, right. I, and 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 it wasn't that he it was going to be a home run. Pulled it out of his keister somehow. It wasn't. It wasn't yeah, it it wasn't, wasn't going to be a home, home run, run, but it was going to be an extra base hit. And maybe a triple because Real Muto can move. Real right Muto can run. Like that dude was going to go for a triple. One bad throw, who knows what happens. By yeah. the way, Jordan Alvarez contract six years, one hundred fifteen million dollars. So yeah, that that allows for a lot of flexibility six and for what? the S. Six and what? Six years and one hundred fifteen million dollars. Six and one fifteen, bro. But that's less than twenty a year for this dude. You know what though? They don't pay taxes in Houston, so that's good. State income tax, I should say. <laughs> oh, so. I know that. I, I, I was, I did live in El Paso, Texas. That was one oh, of my favorite parts. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. But, well, but the... I mean, that's that's eighteen a year for this dude. Think about that. How much is Judge going to cost? Forty five. A lot a more year? than that, yeah. So, uh, I mean, no hometown discount from in a Judge. Really yeah. good position to spend some money, and they have really, they're really. We may get a repeat champion if health holds up. Yeah, speaking of money, uh, Austin reminding us, I was I forgot to mention this uh, at the top of the show. By the way, Mets re-signed Edwin Diaz to a five-year, $102 million contract. So Five uh, years for a closer. What a day to be alive. All what right. a day to be alive. I mean, he looked fantastic. He looked hey, like he earned it. <laughs> every <laughs> bit the closer he was supposed to be this whole entire time. Yeah, so, but how much class are going to want now? I'm sorry, what? Oh, Class A? Class A going to be gone from the Guardians now. Oh, you know, you know the Guardians. All right, we'll just... Get whatever scrub you'll find, and we'll replace you. you James Karen, saying, like, James Karen, like, check hey. you're up. <laughs> Get ready yeah, to boost your hair. Some money though, like, like he's gonna command something similar because you know. And uh, Austin has a, a lineup for the Phillies, but it's too little, too late for them. It doesn't matter. I, mean, I guess I'll read it. Uh, he would have had Bohm, Harper batting second, Schwarber batting third, so he doesn't care about the lefty lefty issues there. Real Muto batting fourth, Hoskins fifth, Castellano sixth, Segura seventh, Stott eighth, and Brandon Marsh ninth. Uh, so that was my point was about Ryan Presley. Ryan Presley ended up, uh, 
once again to close out this game. He wasn't going five outs, but he was just going to traditional three outs. He did give up a give up a base hit to somebody. I forgot who it was, but it allowed uh, a chance for Bryce Harper to get them within one run. And oh, golly, yeah. I don't remember who it was, but he was throwing nothing but sliders. Uh, yeah, he was gonna make he was gonna make them hit a mistake. <laughs> okay. Well, he was putting he interesting. Was putting, he was it, putting the burden of of a fail. He was putting it on himself. <laughs> like, well, if I'll tell you because I screwed up on the breaking ball. Not because I, I tell <laughs> you what, man, there was a couple of times where he did throw a fastball that clocked it at ninety four miles an hour, and the Phillies, I guess, they knew what to expect this time because uh, they they were struggling with the breaking ball. But I think somebody got a hit. Uh, I think it might have been, it might have been Hoskins, or had to be, or maybe even Real Muto. But I'm on the, I'm on the play by play right now. Keep talking, uh, I'll, I'll tell you. Yeah, so somebody got a hit, and then after that, Bryce Harper got, comes up to the plate with a runner on base with a chance to make it four three if he gets a home it run. It was Real Muto, Real Muto single to center field. So there's already two outs. Uh, it was there was there was one out. There was top one of the out. Ninth, top of the ninth, there was one out. Four to one Phillies, Real Muto singles to center. Oh, right, because Hoskins let off that inning. Yeah, Hoskins let off with a uh, fly Kyle ball. Kyle Schwarber right. did the dumbest thing I've ever seen anybody do, and that was try to bunt onto on bunt himself into the, onto base, and that's just bunt like himself, him. and then he fouled out. He fouled out because he saw and that same thing with the Phillies, uh, and, and they're, they're, the Astros were frustrating them with all these breaking pitches. Kyle Schwarber saw like three or four consecutive breaking pitches, so he said, "All right, well, you know what? I'm not gonna catch up to these breaking balls." I forgot who was pitching. It might have been uh, uh, maybe Abreu. It had to be Abreu, right? Who was pitching? Yeah, it was Abreu. It was Abreu. Abreu is throwing all these breaking pitches, and I guess Schwarber can't keep up with it, so he bunts. And what does Abreu do? 94 mile an hour fastball 94. up up and up on, on the on the eyeball or on the, on the letters and Schwarber bunted foul in the inning. But they're already thinking like, man, these guys don't throw any fastball. But if we see a fastball, we got we to gotta jump on it. So Real Muto is, uh, what was it, a single or a double? I forget. It was a single. Single, first base. Bryce Harper, the first pitch he sees is a fastball down the middle. And for whatever reason, he pops it up to like left field or center field oh, or something I mean, like you, that. You, right there, you can live. Like right there, that's what I might, because normally my wife is, I'm explaining to her what's going on. Uh-huh. And I told her, just expect the batting, expect just a ball right down the middle right here because he can put it in the moon, Albert Pujols style and Minute Maid. You see, he's just still winning. So, and you just want to clear his spot in the lineup. So if he clearing his spot in the lineup comes at the expense of him hitting one on the moon, I'm still up with two outs to go. I'm good. Get him out of the way. Yeah, celebrate that home run. I'm still going after these two other guys. And yeah, I'm in a better position. It's weird. Because the, the next guy is Nick Castellanos, who we already talked about him. But yeah, Bryce Harper flies out or pops out, however you want to call it, after seeing only one pitch. He's not even going to work it. He sees the first fastball and he wants to drive it and unfortunately drives it straight up into the air. So what does Nick Castellanos do? Same thing that Presley did. Throws a fastball somewhere down the middle. Castellanos swings at it. First pitch, flies out to, uh, fouls out to right field. Kyle Tucker makes the catch. Astros win the ball game and the championship. So the Phillies were getting antsy to see anything but breaking pitches as these Astros pitchers were just throwing them fits out there. Uh, over and to the they hit. They were just simply better pitchers. Like, better pitchers, yeah. Pound for pound. They were the the Phillies at, at, at some point, man. Listen, Rocky made it all the way up to the to the twelfth round to uh, against Apollo, and that was his win. Hey, you know what? Your <laughs> win was making it all the way down because – it's what it is, man. The Astros were just a superior team. You may not like them. 
And this is probably going to get me some hell on this page. You may not like them, but you do have to respect them as an organization. That's, I mean, it's what it is. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, getting to the hitters, uh, Kosh Schwarber hit the home run in the top of the sixth inning off Framber Valdez, uh, deep to right field. And uh, that's that opened up the scoring there. Valdez would eventually get out of the inning, but Schwarber once again hitting another home run in the postseason. Uh, unfortunately, Jordan Alvarez hit the big three-run home run down this 450 feet down center field off of Jose Alvarado. Three-run home run. That's all they needed. The Astros did. Uh, they punched in one more uh, somewhere in late It wasn't the game. a single. It wasn't a okay. single. Okay, yeah, well, then typical uh, He was uh, by Pena. 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 Yeah. Single and, by Pena. So there it goes. So Jeremy Pena was just instrumental in this game uh, as he ends up winning the World Series MVP, deservedly so. Uh, let's see something else I wanted to do here. I think I can get it on this page. Okay. So let's look who were the most important players in this series. According to WPA, Jeremy Pena, Jordan Alvarez, Alex Bregman, and Yuli Gurriel, uh, all with WPAs over zero. Everybody else was at either at zero or negative, including Alep Ms. Diaz and Chas McCormick, who, uh, struck out 10 times in 19 at bats. Goodness. So McCormick, you know he, gets, great... he gets, he should get a save for that, for that catch. Cause I'm telling you, Real yeah. Mutsu was going to end up in third. But uh, and one bat throw, one bat throw, you know that dude's coming home. So he may have saved something there. But Chaz McCormick, that's his MO. He strikes out a lot. Uh, over on the Philly side of things, it's uh, Real Muto, Harper, Schwarber. So all the big names come up big for the Phillies and, and the Astros. So this was uh, basically uh, uh, every series always had like some sort of little known player. That comes up. I guess you could put Jeremy Pena on that list of little known players. Other than that, the, in this World Series, all the big names showed up. All the big players did big time things. On the pitching side of things, uh, Ryan Presley just Mr. Dependable, which I thought he was. I shame on me for doubting him at, uh, at any time, but I had given up on Ryan Presley this season, and uh, he looked strong in this World Series. Valdez showed up big. Obviously, Christian Javier, according to WP. Brian Abreu, Hector Neres, all the guys that you kept seeing on television. There's a reason why you kept seeing them on television. For the Philly side, David Robertson quietly had a, a very productive uh, World Series, including one save, four inning, four strong innings with five strikeouts. Ranger Suarez, for all the reasons we talked about. Zach Eflin finding a home in the bullpen. And Connor Brockdon, uh, who has been uh, uh, kind of a revelation for the Phillies. And of course, you can't mention the Phillies bullpen without the great Sir Anthony Domingos. Who up the Sir great? Anthony. He's how is he? Like twenty five, twenty four years 25, old. Twenty five, yeah. A lot of lot of baseball in him, uh, assuming he stays healthy. Uh, Imagine a, a, a World Baseball Classic. You're down by two, and you get Sir Anthony Dominguez and Emmanuel Clase against Dominican Republic at the end of the game. You're not yeah, winning, right. bro. <laughs> Uh, and then that's it. That's the World Series. That is the recap. Uh, how are we doing on time? Oh, it's really, really late. We got an hour in. Uh, it is already dark here in Chicago. That's uh, daylight savings yeah, it, time or whatever you want to call it. It is a little, getting a little dark here in Nashville as well. Yeah, uh, The twilight has arrived, so that's a good place to stop. I will say one more thing. So once again, congratulations to the Astros. Uh, good. Uh, Phillies put up a valiant effort. I don't know where the Phillies go from here as, uh, I mean, I don't know. Uh, they... Well, that's another story for another time. But like you mentioned, the Astros look like they could contend for maybe at least another two years. And they'll always bring up some guy from the from the farm system, which the Phillies, they don't have that advantage for some odd but reason. You know, they, they, they just tell me that the National League may be wide open. I don't know. Like the Mets. Well, they're in a, they're in a tougher division, though. That's the problem. I mean, they're, they're in a tough division, but they may they figured out a way somehow. So. Well, uh, Zach Wheeler, Aaron, Aaron Nola, and they oh, yeah. figured out their bullpen. So that's one way of doing it for sure. Um. Let's see. Anybody coming out of the out of that farm system? No, I don't recognize any of these names. Scott Kingery is still a thing in the Phillies AAA system. Kingery, oh my goodness, they still 
Oh, they traded him away to the Angels, I believe. Oh, they I did. They sure did. Oh, yeah, yeah for Syndergaard, I, I think. Yeah, Syndergaard. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They they traded they traded him already. Uh, Jalen Ortiz might come, might be a thing. I don't know. Um, it's it's. I, I think that the Phillies might be a little strapped to pay because they they gotta pay Hoskins here soon. I'm sure. I'm sure. Like Hops, yeah. Hoskins contract contract starting to come up here soon. Uh, I think that's it for him, man. I don't uh, I, I don't know how you could justify paying all that money to a third. I don't, I don't think I don't think I don't think so, man. I, the Phillies may not come back here for a minute, but. Yeah, the Mets are stronger. The Braves are going to be strong. Braves are just the—that's the best team in that division. I'm sorry, top to bottom, best team in that division. Mets are getting there, but they—and then you still got the Marlins uh, starting rotation. You got to deal with as well. Yeah, and uh, the Nationals. I still believe in Sixto Sanchez. Actually, but that's another day. We'll One day he'll be healthy. <laughs> uh, really quick, since uh, we're not going to make it to our defensive stuff, uh, we ha- had a, a, a complete spreadsheet to talk about defense alone. But we're going to—we're going to call the show soon. But here is Melvin's. Uh, Best defensive players of 2022. He had Adley Rushman at catcher, Christian Walker at first, Brendan Rodgers at second, Dansby Swanson at short, Brian Hayes at third, and then Stephen Kwan, Michael A. Taylor, and Aristides Aquino, who uh, in all my spreadsheets that I did here, Melvin, he did not meet my 750 innings pitch uh, minimum because he was oh, like, I a... thought it was 500. My bad, man. <laughs> no, for me, that's for me. Oh. Hell, hell uh, Fangraphs is even, um, they're, they're even stricter. I think that you have to play like 900 or even a thousand innings at, at, at a position to qualify. No, I, the, I, well, I saw Sean put Dalton Varshall in one, and I yeah. was like, oh, Dalton Varshall has 500 and some innings, so I guess it's per game 500 innings. Yeah, yeah. But no, hey, it, 19, it, 19 defensive runs saves in 500 innings, dude. That's something. That's yeah, something. That, that's what I wanted to point out. And it's mostly because of his, of his arm, he has a very strong arm. Uh, in right field so uh, I just wanted to point that out uh, that yeah when you uh, sh- when you cut back on the innings requirement then he shows up and he has like a gargantuan amount of defensive runs saved Gargant- but, like 19 19 yeah, it's, in, it's a in huge number 19 yeah. in 500 innings like that's just unheard of like, yeah because he didn't he didn't play Mookie a lot Betts, Mookie Betts had 18 in about I would say like 75 percent more innings like yeah <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and of bets, course, you know, you can't go wrong with bets in, in, in right field. <laughs> like any guy that passes Clemente in defensive war in right field is 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 a good defender. So yeah, uh, he's all right, I guess. But Aquino <laughs> surprisingly has a very strong arm. I cannot speak to enough of that. The reason he got a high UZR, high uh, DRS, despite not it's a legit pl- choice, man. I mean, playing I a lot of innings <laughs> is because of that. The strong yeah, arm. I, in right I think field. I think Aquino. I don't want it to be different because I kept seeing the same numbers, the same names. You know, I wanted to bring yep. up this guy because this guy went on a tear about three years ago, and you know he has hit less home runs from since then than he did on that. Uh, one month or two month tear that he went on, and uh, well, I wanted to mention him because he's he's a good defender, you know. He's a he's a playing in the Dominican Winter League this year as well too. So hopefully he gets uh he gets some some of that magic back. Well, Melvin, uh, hot stove has already started. You mentioned that earlier uh, when we were talking privately, but hot stove has already started. Chris Bassett will become a free agent after turning down the mutual option to return to the Mets. Uh, Xander Bogarts is expected to opt out along with Carlos Correa and Trey Turner and Dancy Swanson. So a very strong shortstop. I mean, we just mentioned Dancy Swanson as one of the better defensive uh, shortstops in baseball this year. Oh, definitely. I, I, I go after that dude. Like <laughs> if I can't get Turner, I'll go get, I'll go get him. That's for sure. If I, if I need a shortstop and I can't get Turner, I go, even if I don't need a shortstop, I mean, <laughs> most of it, like, Look, if you don't need a shortstop, just move him to second base. You got move him to second base, yeah. I mean, yeah. simple as that. Even if you don't need a shortstop and you got money to spend, give him to this dude. Yeah, exactly. But no, it was an interesting choice. Michael A. Taylor also uh, was a, a 
a defensive metrics darling uh, last year as well. I I saw the list from last year, and Michael A. Taylor shows up a lot uh, on those defensive I metrics. I do believe he did have a thousand innings in center field. I believe you're right, and uh, yeah. he where, where did I have him in my, in my rankings uh, in the outfield? Uh, Michael A. Taylor. Oh, he wasn't there. I thought I saw his name. Oh, there it is, Michael A. Taylor. Uh, and just defensive in my defensive metric system, he was like the number fi- the number five best outfielder or uh, number five best fielder in 2022 when you account for DRS, UZR, and outs above average, which is now available at Fangraphs. So I finally got a chance to use that in my in my system here. You'll see I, that. I like that's the outs above average. Yeah, and that is maybe- that is my whole that is my whole desecration of the Gold Glove when Darwin Barney won one. I was like, <laughs> look at the out above average. Look at this. Look at the other. Oh my goodness, how we had stats back then. But- yeah, it, it would have been something, but unfortunately, it uh, we didn't have those available, and we were still depending on fielding percentages. And of course, Melvin, when you think about fielding uh, metrics and all that, you gotta you gotta account for a player's offense, right? You gotta do it. Of course, yeah, it's, I- it's in the name, Gold Glove. You gold gotta- <laughs> glove. You mean batting gloves, right? Gold batting gloves, right? <laughs> gold glove. It's about the offense. That's what it is, man. <laughs> Big shout out to Jacob. Jacob, you got us at the very uh, end of this up, uh, broadcast, but thank you for joining us. I appreciate the support. Uh, I was supposed to do a, a once a month basketball thing with him. Uh, I'm still trying to work out the schedule, but I'm hoping to get back with them mo- uh, rather soon so we can talk some uh, basketball, especially more important to me, some fantasy basketball. As I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that I finally get my first win of the season, fending off Angel Morales, who's also improving. I don't know. Russell Westbrook is retiring, out, retiring a lot of uh, uh, armchair broadcasters. I'm, 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 what? <laughs> he's Russell Westbrook is driving a lot of people crazy this year with all this production he's getting. So, <laughs> or, or lack of, lack thereof at this point. So it, it's been a crazy NBA season already, and we're only like three already. weeks in. Yeah. So, hey, but you know what? Be careful what you post because you might get canceled apparently. So, <laughs> yeah, it's oh it's it. I don't know what we're, my, my Melvin. I don't know what the hell world we're living in right now. It's it's uh, up hey, is listen, now man, down. Day that. is night. I don't expect like this dude found out that Earth was round four years ago. I mean, come on, like <laughs> I mean, come on. no, he was no a year after he proclaimed that the Earth was flat. Kyrie Irving decides to say, "Hey guys, I was just joking about that." So you, got, yeah, you guys sure. are taking me. Sure, you were joking yeah. after you got caught, you numbskull. <laughs> he really is a he really is an idiot, man. But, anyway, you know. but uh, the, hey, I can man, uh, be, good, go good being here, bro. Always, oh, always a pleasure for... to touch some baseball, man. I, I know oh, I'm yeah, pinch hitting, so I appreciate it. I appreciate the invite. I know Austin. Uh, I know I'm pinch hitting, and I could never get to that level, man. But appreciate y'all y'all having yeah. me over here. No, it's fine. I appreciate you coming at the last moment's notice. Uh, uh, you know, it's my, that was my fault. Uh, technical difficulties, but I, I, I made, I made the call. You, uh, you said get, put me in, coach, and I put you in. And uh, thank you for that. I know, it was, like I said, I appreciate you coming in as a last minute fill. As a man, if, 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 if this podcast was had some sort of WPA metric, you would be like a zero point eight zero. Okay. Oh, thank you, man. I, and, that's that's uh, <laughs> and I'm just that's doing, a... and I'll do the last ten percent of that. So I'm good with that. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, uh, I'm flattered, man. I'm flattered. Thank you. All for right. Any me. last words from you, Melvin, before I let you go? Brother, uh, hey, the, the season has, it's, it's, the MLB season may be over, but now we got the Winter Leagues. Mm-hmm. We got Caribbean Series. We got, uh, we got World Baseball Classic. So, hey, come over to Baseball Cosmos. We're doing some really good work over there in the, with the Winter Leagues. 
uh, exposing the winter leagues to all English speakers. Are you still uh, doing we, the podcast or no? I only saw that you've done only one episode. What's going on? We, with did, we did one episode and uh, we're coming back with it. Now that the winter leagues have started, that was like a, like a, what do you call it? A trial episode, a, uh, oh, I got you, pilot. Beta. A, a beta, yeah. You're a beta. <laughs> that was, Shut up. That was, a... <laughs> I'm all alpha, man. I'm, I'm no a, simp. I'm an alpha man. Oh, look at me. <laughs> that I was a project the beta, but uh, we're coming back with the, uh, with the broadcast, with the, with the uh, baseball cosmos podcast. Excellent. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're talking about winter leagues and, uh, um, Cuban, uh, national series. So all of them are in, uh, are in full swing now. So uh, come over to uh, Baseball Cosmos and the Baseball Cosmos podcast. Check us out. I'm one of the characters that's always in this uh, in this page. Uh, for those of you that haven't blocked me, uh, for those of you that have blocked me, I've changed. Come back. I love you. No, he has not changed. So just stay away from him. Stay away from us, actually. That's what people do. They change. Remember? Basically, anybody that Melvin wants out there, they're out already. So just stay your asses out. I don't want you in here. Uh, listen, man, uh, we talked about it in this morning with Austin. Um about the World Baseball Classic. Uh, Austin is making plans to be in Arizona. I think Corey, our guy Corey, I don't want to use his last Fuck, oh, you know what, fuck it. Corey Decker, uh, he'll also, I mean, he lives in Arizona, so he he's probably going to be hosting us down there. But we also have the uh, East uh, the East Coast people. Uh, they're already talking about mo- going to Miami yep. uh, to go see uh, all the Caribbean and all the Latin, uh, the South American teams like Venezuela. In one team, in one, and you got the group of death, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Dominican oh, I Republic. It. it sucks, man. I don't, I don't like that at all. Why, you don't like why group of death? No, I don't. Why? Why you got to put all the good uh, Latino teams in the same well, group? Bragging man. Put in, rights, bro. No, the screw that. Put them in Japan. Put them in Japan or Taiwan, This ain't about. This ain't about. This ain't about the trophy. This is about Dominicans and Puerto Ricans talking crap to each other. That's I'd rather see about. them in the knockout <laughs> stages than than in the in, in the pool play. You know, we don't need to see Israel. Oh, I better be careful. I don't want to get canceled like Kyrie. No. But uh, we don't want to see Israel and Italy in the finals. Come on, that's not hey, what, what it's about. Or the Dutch. Team. You don't want to see. You don't want to see a team. Uh, you don't want to see Ian Ian Kinsler in the finals against uh, Mike. Pielsa? No, Kinsler, <laughs> I love Ian Kinsler, but come on, there there is no way on God's green earth that the Israeli team should be in a better position to make the knockout stage as opposed to the Dominicans or the Venezuelans. I'm sorry. Oh, I mean, all yeah, respect that's... to Ian Kinsler, but and and all the hey, uh, people uh, hey, of Israel, but no it's, way, man. It's it's. When you think about it, this tournament is still in its infancy. There's only like the fourth edition of it. Yeah, I, guess. I mean, it, it's it's still in its infancy. It's all about obviously, you know, you're gonna position, you're gonna position, you're not gonna position Puerto Rico to play in Japan. Well, you might find a couple of Puerto Ricans there because we're everywhere. But <laughs> you I guess know, you're gonna put them in Miami where there's more revenue. You know what this is about, brother. So yeah, well then, I don't know. Just make it fair. I, I I'm all about fair play here. So oh man, come on. Hey, you gotta you gotta. You, you'll see. You'll see. It's much more fun for a Dominican uh, uh, and a Puerto well, Rican to be talking crap about each other on uh, baseball uh, than there is to 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 talk about a championship. I'm gonna stay away <laughs> from all that because I don't want to get shanked. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna stay my ass in Phoenix where the Mexican team's gonna be playing. So hey, uh, hopefully, Urias and your kitty. You got you got you got a pretty good. God damn right, man. Well, well, another reason why I love Urquidy for sure. Y'all got a y'all got a, a pretty powerful one too there. Urea, uh, can't Urea wait. Kitty, so that's, I that's can't good, freaking wait. Yeah, I mean, you guys are gonna make it out of that team. Out of that. I hope so, man. Mexico, uh, you know, man. You whether it's hey, soccer Verdugo, you got, or you got Verdugo, you got Urias <laughs> or Kitty. You got you got a, you got a few guys there. So I I, 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 I Andrew I, Kirk already oh, yeah, already yeah. already uh, already Listen, committed. Man. 
I limit my I limit my expectations with Team Mexico all the time because they always let me down in soccer and they always let me down in baseball. So I'm I'm gonna just <laughs> I'm just gonna hope for the best. So yeah, uh, we're we're already starting. It's in March. We're already starting to make our travel arrangements and travel plans. I already told my wife either she's with me or without me. But I gotta go down and see my boys and my, my, the oh, Mexican yeah. team and the baseball life people as well. And if you're lucky, maybe I'll make a cross continental trip to Miami and see how you guys hey, are doing. I, I may I may I may make it to the finals because the finals are in LA, right? I believe I believe the finals are in, in Phoenix. Uh, you know what? I I do have the ability to work. That, yeah. I do have the ability to work from home from anywhere. So maybe I'll just do that in March. I'm not going to take any time off, but I definitely <laughs> am going to uh, be working and then catch a game afterwards. So I I, I have options. I have options. Hey, All guys. right, Melvin. Thank you so much for coming on. That is Melvin over there. I am Felipe. This is the Total Basis Podcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Have a good one. Catch you later, brother. Yep.